Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 110 of the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. We're brought to you by Black Belt Digital Marketing. Anything that you need to build your business on or offline, website design, Google ads, graphic design, printing, we can absolutely help. Check us out at Black Belt Digital Marketing on Instagram, or you can check out our website, bbdigitalmarketing.com. You can request a free review of your entire online presence right there on the homepage. My name is Milton Campus. I'm a brown belt training out of South Florida. You got Bo behind the camera. Miguel is sick. Had a little uh, toothache. He's got, uh, we're going to let him rest up. Hopefully he'll be back next week. <laughs> oh, no, please. You could get a root canal. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and click that subscribe button on YouTube. We would really appreciate the support. Joining us today, very cool. We have, uh, I love this now because now that we're in like the hundred returning guests, yes. right? Friends of the show. Uh, I love that. Uh, joining us today are black belts, <laughs> Kurt Osiander and Yoshi Yamaguchi. Alumni. Right, Kurt they're, is the they're, uh, they're the move of the alumni. week guy. What's that? The show alumni. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we've got uh, Kurt is the move of the week, and Yoshi is the uh, move of the day guy. So, uh, yeah, he. <laughs> Call me the, I think he mentions that, right? Like they call me the move of the day guy now. A uh, few guys. quick shout-outs. Uh, so shout-out to Flow and Roll. Thank you, Sean, for all your support. Uh, check them out on Instagram, at flow underscore and underscore roll. They've got incredible stuff for sale on their website at flowandroll.com. But check out their Instagram and look at the custom stuff, the custom gi and no gi gear they do for um, academies throughout the country. I just paid... <laughs> My invoice for the extra stuff we're, we're adding to the pre-order. Uh, I just made that payment today, so our piece of jiu-jitsu rash guard's coming. But, again, check them out, flowandroll.com. You get 20% off with code JJD, but check out their custom stuff and ask them about their pre-order program for academies. It's an amazing program to get everything you need for your, your gym or your academy with very little out-of-pocket. Okay. What up, Sean? I'm just doing yep. Miguel's part. <laughs> <He> always- <laughs> Thank you to the BJJ box for all their support. We're supp- we should have had a box. I checked the mail. It wasn't there, so we'll probably have it for the next episode. Uh, the BJJ box is Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box. It's delivered to your door filled with premium Jiu-Jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. They find the best products in the world of Jiu-Jitsu and guarantee that every box will be worth more than its cost. Each box includes four to seven items. Uh, T-shirt, again, supplements, snacks. We've gotten beef jerky, power drinks. Uh, All kinds uh, of stuff, yeah. You know, s- sports recovery Massage drinks, things like that. Stuff, yeah, yeah mas- I, I still like my uh, little, spiky, little ball. Uh, spiky ball. I still have that in the living room. I, I hit that little guy. <laughs> like a cat. When I'm si- yeah, yeah. Everybody thinks it's a cat toy. When they come over, I'm like, no, 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 look, it's this. It's a very large cat so you have. <laughs> check them out at thebjjbox.com. And get $10 off your first order with code JJD10. Okay? Thank you uh, as well to Neutral Zone Clean. You can check them out at NeutralZoneClean.com and at NeutralZoneClean on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, what is Neutral Zone? They, Neutral Zone Clean is all about being clean on the mats, when you're out there training, even in your personal life. I always say I carry a canister and wipes in the car. They just posted that they're testing a solution to clean jiu-jitsu mats or wrestling mats. Uh, so they've got really cool stuff coming. Um, again, you, what you see on the table here, Bo, if you got a shot of that, mm-hmm. right, this big-ass bucket. Yep. This is great for events, um, just for academies to have. 
just put it out, right? The wipe comes out the top, right? The uh, the the jug Refill. that you see next to it, right? You can keep them. You can either use that to keep them wet, or you can use it for the spray, right? They also have a body spray that you can use. I personally, I train. I either put it on a towel, spray it on my face, put it on a towel, or just sometimes put it in my hands, rub my face, put it all over myself, just rub it in a little bit, gets rid of the ickies. Yeah, um, you don't I've want had staff, staff, MRSA, yeah, yeah. ringworm, all kinds of shit. This is this is what yeah. you do if you want to stay clean. I know there's all these arguments. Eh, people are like, eh, I'm not going to catch anything. Yeah, or, until I don't do. wash my <laughs> until you do right. I don't wash my belt. I'm right. You can take the spray. You can wash your belt. You don't want to throw your your belt in the in the in the washing machine. You can spray it down with a little Nutrizone Clean spray, and at least you're trying to protect yourself. You're doing a better job yeah. protecting yourself. Um, coupon code JJD. For fifteen percent off, NutrizoneClean.com. Okay. All right. Well set. We did that quick. Let's jump in. I'm excited for this one. Let's All get right, them in yeah. here, brother. Alrighty. All right. Cool. Hey guys, welcome. How you doing? Awesome, man. This is great. I'm so happy you reached out to do this. Yeah, that's Kurt. <laughs> welcome back, <laughs> Kurt. <laughs> I'm glad to have both of you back. Side. <laughs> It was uh, it was fun having you guys on individually, and uh, I'm we're happy to have you guys back. So good to see you, Kurt. I just said before, it's it's great to see you back on the mat and see you in videos again. How have you been? Cool. It's been all right. I'm yeah. just like kind of being kind of really tentative, like because my my surgeon is like, look, don't do anything crazy in them all. I was gonna start to train, and he's like, no, <laughs> that's crazy. That's the crazy thing. <laughs> no, look, I had this idea, and he's like. No, <laughs> so I'm being really tentative and everything. He's all let it let it heal for like you know it was just like done, and like like six week appointment was at the end of December. So, and now what? It's gonna be March, but you know he's like let it catch up to the other one that's more healed and stuff yeah. like that. So when but you're out there. I have a really nice girlish figure now. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh. <laughs> okay. Looking good. No, so, I got hips. No, they put new hips in, and uh, it's like, give me hips. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Did you guys put it in the right hips? Yeah. <laughs> you look way better in a bikini now than you did before, huh? Oh, I've got a curve. Yeah, there you go. Kurt's a fan of the Speedo, so, you yeah. know. Oh, beach- oh yeah? Yeah. Oh. Okay, I'm a speedo guy. There you go. Got no shame. That's more more shit we got in common. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, and man. how you doing, Yoshi? How's everything been? Awesome, bro. Everything's good. Yeah, Just training every day. You know, getting it. Yeah. Getting after it. Feeling good. This are you still going to school? Yeah. Yeah. Got my first semester in the books. I'm on my second semester now, and just yeah. This semester is a lot easier than the first one, so I got got more time to train. So, what nice. are you gonna be when you grow up? Yeah, <laughs> a doctor in organization leadership studies. Cool. Be Doctor Yosh. <laughs> Say that five times fast. Fucking I was walking around here saying Kurt and Yoshi, Kurt and Yoshi. I'm like, I feel like I'm like it's a cartoon, like it's a good name for something, you know? Uh, it just it goes well. Cartoon. It'd be a violent cartoon where we kill a lot of things. <laughs> yes. It, it goes good together, man. So, you know, I told you before, I we got tons of questions, so I'm just going to kind of start running through these. I know a lot of these guys uh, uh, know you. They all, Some guys say, yeah, I trained with them. Uh, let's go through these questions, and then, you know, we you know we can 
we'll go on tangents. I know that we will. Uh, so you had uh, Christian, uh, Christian Chan. He says he's uh, one of your teammates at, at, at Health Gracie. I'm currently unable to train due to my torn Achilles. I got a lot of I'm hurt questions today. Fuck, torn Achilles is <laughs> fucked up. That's one of the worst ones, right? Yeah. I want to know if Kurt... Is, that, is, that is one of the worst injuries ever. Well, I've never had one, thank God, but, you know, I've had other ones that were, like, very time-consuming and long recuperation and such like that, but I've heard that the Achilles is is one of the worst. Well, that's actually his question. He's like, "This is I've got the torn Achilles. What have your worst injuries been? Um, like pop knees. And then like one time I got like MRSA in my knee. Ooh. So oh, it was, like, it was like, uh, like as deep as a quarter and as round as a quarter <sighs> and it blew out. You know what I'm saying? Like it made a giant zit, like huge. Yeah. Oh like shit. Wow. And it was like, and the doctor's like, I went in and, I, and he's like, I'm like, I don't want to school. I don't want to go to school, Muhammad. And he's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" He's like, "I'm like, where am I going?" He's like, "You're going to surgery now." <laughs> put down the visor and everything. And all of a sudden, he's all, "Okay, morphine." And I'm like, "Man, <laughs> I, you know I, what had, I'm I had staff once. Luckily, once. Luckily, only once. That it the, the burning sensation, right? It gets real hot." I'm okay with kind of pain when they were like popping it. It felt it was such a release, uh, a relief. It was kind of a though, relief, right? Oh, even though it hurt, I was just like, go ahead. I told them I was like, keep on going. The worst, the worst part, <laughs> the worst part was, you know, she's putting uh, uh, anesthesia, anesthetics. What, what would you call that? Yeah, like with the needle yeah. right into it. Drugs. That right. hurt more than than when she was popping uh, it, obviously. Yeah. Right? But that was that's not my worst injury. But that shit is a bitch. I couldn't. I don't. I don't know Dude, much about one, MRSA, but <laughs> that injury put me out for a whole month where I like I was like sitting on the sidelines, like yeah. healing my my huge crater in my leg by yeah. like washing it out with me like hydrogen yeah. peroxide and packing it with sterile gauze and then oh. covering it and let, letting it heal from the inside out. So it would like the meat would rise. Yeah. Oh boy. Is it now? Is is like MRSA staff? Is 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 MRSA? Does that mean the same thing? No, is MRSA. It, MRSA is the metastatic resistance. MRSA is the, even more. It's flesh it's worse eating. Than it's flesh worse. eating. Worse. Oh, okay. worse staff. Oh, I thought it was the same. There's thing. like staffs. Yeah. MRSA staff, is staff, flesh. But MRSA, that motherfucker, it it makes your your tissue go necrotic. Yeah. So it kills the tissue, mm. and so like this one time when I had one like. Because I thought I would be smart and I could slide down the fucking mats like a seal. I got one in my mess. <laughs> Get up. I was like, watch me. Staff is in the name. The S in MRSA is this is is staff. staff it, I know yeah. it's a yeah. it's a version of it, right? right. So I don't, I don't know. Luckily I don't know enough about this shit, so metastatic resistant. But in the in the Dark Ages, MRSA would fucking kill motherfuckers. Oh yeah, yeah. Get MRSA and you'd fucking die. My my doctor told me I had a bug bite. I went as soon as it started to fucking stop. He said he goes, you probably got, you probably got, you probably got bitten by a, a bug. 
gave me something, and like the next day, I was in the, I was just like, it blew up. I was in the hospital. I was, he was like, they told me they're like, just go right to the hospital, and it was staff. So bug herpes. Yeah, and yeah. then they run a bunch of fucking super high end, fucking high powered fucking antibiotics into you, and then you know, hopefully it aspirates, which blows the poison out of you, and then. You you know do the whole thing. So Yoshi, well, I think what we talked, I think I probably asked you about injury. I know we, it's a common question. People are always asking about injuries. Have you had a a sidelining injury? Have you had anything? Oh uh, yeah, I tore my knee. I had a partial tear in my MCL twice uh, from tournaments, and then I jumped back too too fast into a tournament and tore the same thing. But uh, I'm lucky, no skin shit. That's that yeah. shit's always the fuck out of me. But uh, one time I was doing like a like a rock star pass where you, like you throw your arm elbow over their abdomen and then kick back. And my fucking rib popped out. And like the MCL sucks, but like it just takes time to heal. But the rib, dude, that was like one of the most painful experiences because I just felt this thing floating and I'd reach down for something and I'd feel it go bloop, 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 bloop. And then oh. I'd stand back up and I'd feel oh. it move. Bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> yeah. I was in Kurt's class too. Oh. And it was like probably like a blue belt. And I was just like, what do I do? And he was put like, you out for like <laughs> that could put you out for fucking like one to three months. Yeah. I've I've had it explained. I mean, I don't know if I've ever had a floating rib injury, but the doctor explained to me like one time I had, I was like, you know, I'm having that problem back there. I didn't know what it was. And he was just like, think of when you order like just ribs or you get an order of ribs at a a restaurant and that skin that's over the top. He's like, that skin has detached from your rib. Like it moved and now it's back and that's what's causing you the pain. It's got to heal and like reattach itself. So you haven't broken a rib, but like that, that meaty part yeah, detached, which I was okay. That's yeah. That fucking sucks. Yeah, fucking I believe, sucks, I dude. believe it's the inner intercostal muscles. Is that what it's called? <laughs> He's a oh, fucking oh, doctor. He yeah. Would tell. yeah. <laughs> He's self-medicating over there. He's got I'm a, mad, I'm, I'm a mad doctor. How would be a mad doctor? <laughs> oh man. So, let, let, let's let's uh, take a step back because we got to make sure you know we always have you know a lot of like you know new people start to listen to the show and you know a lot of people white belts and they might not know you just yet there are a lot of people new people that jump on let's tell everybody you know who you are how you guy you know what this relationship is um you want to kind of explain it yoshi just kind of give everybody your your guy's yeah. history so uh this is one of my first instructors ever at jiu-jitsu general oziander commander of the armies of the west how many and, years ago is that how many years ago did you guys man, first start I started, training? i'm i'm 32 now i started with him when i was 16. yeah so fuck, oh my god that. <laughs> this yoshi's oh my god. Yeah. We we so, made me and Yoshi talked. We we're like, let's make Kurt feel really old today. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's doing. It's like, oh, I've known him since he's sixteen, and now he's thirty-two. So that's <laughs> sixteen years closer to death. <laughs> no, 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 no big deal. <laughs> Regardless, I'll beat him there. <laughs> so sixteen yeah, years. Go ahead, Yoshi. Yeah, he was my instructor at Half Gracie San Francisco. Brought me into the fold. Really, like one of the guys that really pushed me to do competition and kept me in the sport. Um, and yeah, I owe a lot to this guy for, for just building me and what I've become today in jujitsu. Very cool. How, uh, Kurt, when you saw Yoshi and you know, you, you, you see him coming up and he's doing the move of the days. How, how did you feel when you started to see him kind of take up that mantle a little bit? Well, I thought he was kind of, he was doing my shtick. 
<laughs> Mother. No, I mean, you know what? That was my Jew fucking language right there. <laughs> I thought he was doing my shtick, and I was like, oh, that's cool because, you know, that means it's kind of like, how do you say, like, uh, imitation is a form, a form the of sincere, uh, the sincerest form of flattery. Right. So I thought, I, I was like, well, obviously I had an impact impact on him and then he was doing it and he's doing a good job at it and people liked him too and and i'm all well that that's like the best ever right yeah yeah that's awesome now i know that's you guys you, got, you guys have been doing i well you did uh, i think a few videos together uh they're like are you guys talking about doing that more often is, is that you know so just like hey no. when we come together let's just shoot it or or are things whatever. like that planned like, out it's, what, it's whatever we want to do you know what i'm saying like i never was like like scripted or or like um I, I never had any structure to what i was doing yeah just so you guys know i was like totally like they're like okay ready go and, I, <laughs> and then i do what i did you know and i i had no there was no there was no editing there was no i call form. it there was no method to the madness no there was nothing there was <laughs> like okay look kurt there's a camera look, anything <laughs> where, did, where did the and I, I I always think it's funny and I I think people always remember where did like the whole middle finger thing start to come in was that just like one day I just you just started did doing it? that because I like Johnny I like Johnny Carson and he was like oh, I was like fuck you. And he was, I'm like fuck you man and plus my fingers really bent oh shit up. So be like what the fuck is wrong with that. Yeah, if you ever meet Kurt, man, take a look at his hands and his feet, dude. His they they shape and they like it's like a fucking vineyard or like a vine just crawling crawling over. It's like they're all shaped weird and fucking broken from jujitsu. <laughs> but you never stop for fucking small appendages. A small appendage you could tape. Yeah. Do you guys, when you guys get together, do you? I know Kurt, you're just getting back on the mat. Is there? A, is there still a coach student relationship or like Yoshi? Cause you're teaching now too. Do you teach at your school? No, you I'm don't just a student. You, you are I a student on the internet. Okay. On the interweb. And, but Kurt, you're, wait, what school do you teach at? You're still at half Gracie, right? Right. Uh, Yoshi. You're yeah, at half I'm Gracie. Still you're still, that's the, that's the school that you've always been in. Have you ever trained other than visiting other schools? Have you trained at any other schools? Well, I started oh. off at a small gym called World Team USA, and okay. it was like a multi-based school that had jujitsu. And when I got more serious about jujitsu, uh, I started going to health full time. Yeah, um, I do coach judo at University of San Francisco, but I don't coach, I don't teach any any jujitsu really. Um, I visit Kurt as much as I can. He's he's teaching at La Mirinda in the East Bay, okay. here in Lafayette, California. And so whenever I can, usually like on Mondays, I'll go just to to get his training because I just love his his methodologies and the way he like describes the moves and like it's like simple but complex like his game is so good from for my style that I just try to get as much as I can of it and Kurt now so you're you're not 100% so when you're teaching are you using like two guys to show a move or are you able to like get no, into I, position I, and do I, the move? I can I can still do the moves and okay. stuff like that I just gotta watch out like you know, if I start sparring and stuff like that, I have to watch out because I, I'm on fucking blood thinners and I'm on uh, heart meds. I, I got to guess like you do that. it. Like, I, I can roll a little light with this guy over here. Do you, do you do a little light? Right. It depends on the person, right, like that. But then again, the doctor's like, look, at, let everything fucking kind of heal up pretty good before you start moving around. 
and just walk a lot and try to, you know, be on your feet as much as possible. So, you know, my legs don't pop out like GI Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I know that that I, but right now my shoulders are, are killing me. I've had uh cortisone shots over the last year, back and forth and in, in the shoulder. It feels great. <laughs> when it's like, Hey, I could finally move them. So I know that shoulder surgery is in my future. And I'm, I'm guessing eventually if I do this long enough that the hip, I mean, my, my hips are always, I guess everybody's hips are always tight, right? Like the, the abductors always tight, like get out of bed in the morning. It's just like uh, walking up the stairs and things like that. But when I, it starts getting hard to get up off the floor, then you're going to know you're going to yeah. be why, why do I have to crawl up the wall? The crazy, you know, the crazy. Why do I need, why do I need to step a stairs in the middle of the living room? Yeah. And when I go to, when I go to train and I, you know, I'll, just got to get that first roll in or get get the drilling done and by the time i'm ready to roll like i feel warmed up like those things I, it doesn't even register anymore and then you stop and maybe about 10 15 minutes later you're like okay there it is there's there's the pain there's the the fatigue and the and the tightness comes back but well, you guys, where are you guys at uh i am we're in florida I train up in Coral Springs. Well, it's not freezing cold there right now right no <laughs> no okay <laughs> so as it gets colder, shit hurts worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Yoshi doesn't know this because he's still very young. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> as you age, if the temperatures drop, all of a sudden, everything fucking hurts. And you just run around screaming and run in a circle. <laughs> I know. That. What do you guys think of? Do you have you done like cryotherapy or anything like that? Do you do like the ice baths? You well, right now that? it's like cryo, constant cryotherapy. So I don't see how that could help me. <laughs> oh, you, oh, for you? Is it cold where you are? You're saying, or no, it's fucking cold. It's like 28 degrees, bro. Oh shit. Really? I yeah, don't know. You know, California. I, I hear California. We have, a winter storm, we have a winter storm warning for the first time in like, yeah, I don't know how many years. Like, since <laughs> I was little, when I was like this big, like a little Kurt, yeah, <laughs> it's fucking really still loud. <laughs> and, and it snowed, and it's they're like winter storm warning. It's gonna snow in like 500 of elevation. And so we've got a big mountain back here called Mount Diablo. So it's going to fucking snow up there. But if it, it's some sort of cold fucking super channel and it's supposed to like rain, but rain turns into the snow and they're like, oh, the snow range is going to drop down to 500 to 1500. And then at like 3000 and 1500 above, there's going to be 60 inches of fucking snow. Jesus. So there's something big coming in. Yeah, it snowed yesterday in Oakland, which is right next to San Francisco, and it never fucking snowed. And that's ocean. That's ocean. Yeah, it never fucking snowed in Oakland. It's pretty crazy. It is 77 degrees here right now. Fuck. <laughs> it's 77 degrees. Yeah, like 800% I think, humidity. What was, I mean, it got, we're, we're in South Florida. It was down to, I mean, we had, it's funny because it like, we got it's, to 41. It, like we got like into the 40s. Yeah, we got to 41. No, we got to 41 for one <laughs> night. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was cold long enough for all the girls to take out their boots and their sweaters. And that it's hilarious we, here. Their lugs. My wife, lugs. it go it fall, it drops below 70, and she's got like a container of boots that she never gets to wear. 
And it's like she wears them until it gets back up into the high seventies again. And I was like, babe, I mean, come on. It know? got it got to thirty nine down here for one hour. But like overnight, so, right? Like late, right? Yeah. For one hour. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. And all the I mean, alligators had to snuggle. Yeah. I get yeah, you know, it's the same thing like here. It's like it's Florida's like, you know, the the ding-a-ling of the United States here, so it's, it's like hot. it's you know <laughs> down here it's 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 warm you know but no you know you, you hear somebody say Florida and then you know up by the border up in like Jacksonville and you know the border with Georgia it's yeah it, it gets really cold up there but not down right now down here I mean it's beautiful I I bought a new truck last year and I'm I could take the top down I got a Bronco so I'm able like this is the weather that I'm waiting for that the sun driving down here the sun is just low enough so it's not beating through the through the through the roof. And it's cool enough, like you, know, you could turn off the AC, just let the wind come through the car. So now I'm I'm having fun right now. But when it gets when and it's 80, 90, then you have to have the AC on. <laughs> What's that? And then shoot shit out the back. Yeah, of right, the yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. We're not. I'm not in an area like that. Not yet. So I I usually like when I go to Alabama for a seminar and stuff like that, and see my friend Nile Yamani, I fly into Pensacola. Yeah, that's north. Way down right there? North. Yeah. And he drives over the Alabama border and comes and gets me. And then we drive back through. And we're like driving. He's like, whoa, yeah. Gator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the panhandle. That's North Florida. That's the panhandle. That we, yep. we don't, the, the, South Florida doesn't claim that part. <laughs> we're like, nope. we, don't, we don't know those people. And the further, the further <laughs> north you go, we say down here at least. I'm, fr I'm from New York. Bo's from New York. Everybody's from another place around here. The further north you go in Florida, the further south you go in the U.S. But like West Palm Beach down, I mean, it's just a huge mix of everything. <laughs> you know, black, white, Hispanic, Asian. I mean, everything. Former, um, former yeah. non-Southerners. Yeah, it's just. But like that's like man, West Palm Beach, maybe Boca down, and then it's just yeah. like a complete mix. It's a complete different world. So when I, I when I came from New York. And I moved to a place called Del Rey, which is just north of Boca Raton. I was, I was, ne I didn't really know Florida. I was, I'd been to Orlando and went to Disney World, but I'm like, I'm going south. I'm going, and I'm like, what am I doing? I'm a Puerto Rican kid going to move to freaking, to, to you know, uh, the land of Hicks. And then I would see, I always tell this story. I was at, I was at the supermarket and this blonde, blue eyed woman, you know, white skin, pale. God is yelling her. at her kids, <laughs> <laughs> yelling at her kids in the supermarket in Spanish. And I was like, this is amazing. I love this. Where, I, where I'm from, it was Puerto Rican and Dominican. That's all you saw. Like that, that was the only Hispanic I knew. And then you come down here, I'm like, oh, Cubans. I didn't have black beans till I was in Florida, till I moved down here. Like, it's, it was just, a whole, even for me, Hispanic was a culture shock coming here. But I, I I fell in love with it because of that, because of that mix. So yeah, Miami, yeah. Miami is like Local a mini yeah. South America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got every. It's scary. For, it's, I, I don't speak Spanish very well, so it's scary coming down to Miami because everybody wants to speak to you in Spanish. I just got to nod a lot, <laughs> like a little Bro. slower. What? <laughs> Cuban Spanish got a little island twang on it, so that shit's fucking like. What did you say? Like, <laughs> yeah, every, the slang. Yeah, the slang is different. Everything's got it. It's a. Uh, it's slang. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's uh, let's do another question. This is also from Chris. Um, <laughs> this is good. If Kurt and Yoshi were to open up a gym together, what would they name their school? Oh fuck! I don't know. 
I I I I told you that what I thought went well together, but bro, you know that's I think be, he's looking for something. You better. know what that's gonna be, right? <laughs> that's gonna be KY. Yeah. <laughs> KY MMA. KY KY Super I'll tell you, it's gonna, it's gonna go easy. It's gonna, you get in there right away. Yeah, we might have to, we might have to switch that to Yoshi and Kurt instead of Kurt and Yoshi. KY. <laughs> No, I like the, I like, I like the KY. KY Super Road. That's, listen, that's a T-shirt. You got who do you? Uh, who's your sponsor there? With, with uh, show your roll. Show your roll. There you go. <laughs> KY Jiu Jitsu. Get on. Have them get on that. Oh my god! If it was the other way around, it'd be Yoku. It's quite suggestive, and I like it. <laughs> if it, if it was the other way, it'd be Yoku. Yoku. Yoku Jiu Jitsu? The first two letters of each. That could work. Yoku. Do you guys now, do you guys, are you guys like watching all this stuff with like Gordon and, and Craig Jones and Pena and all this stuff with the steroid or, uh, 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 Nicky I watch all the bikes and stuff and I know they're on juice. I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, you don't look like that. (laughs) You can't, you can't get to that size and maintain that it's just kind it's not humanly possible in my eyes i don't think we've you know right it's no what do you think about it though do you think that it's right do you think that it's fair for competition like for competition you know well, okay, you're training, you want to you want to pump your if, body full of drugs do you're it you're going to unify the rules then then of course it's it, then everybody take as much sauce as possible <laughs> <laughs> and then spread it on your body as you come into the room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, actually, I do, man. You got to, you know, you got to level no, the playing field, Everybody's right? going to be on sauce and there's going to be no sauce law. Thank you to Feito IT and AV, specializing in commercial and residential automation, security cameras, CCTV, POS, and more. Check them out at feitoitav.com or call 305-428-2515 and let them know the dummy sent you. Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box has now joined the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. The BJJ box is delivered to your door filled with premium jiu-jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. The crew at the BJJ Box find the best in the world of jiu-jitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost. Each box includes four to seven items you're going to love. Visit thebjjbox.com and use code JJD10 to get $10 off your very first box. And give them a follow on Instagram at thebjjbox. Neutral Zone is combat family owned, so they know you need to keep yourself and your equipment clean. They created Neutral Zone clean wipes and sprays for just that purpose. Neutral Zone products are formulated to reduce the risk of bacterial and fungal infections. Whatever's making you sweat, weight training, rolling on the mats, yard work, or just working around the house, Neutral Zone clean wipes and sprays can make you feel and smell refreshed. Use code JJD to get 15% off your online order at NeutralZoneClean.com. While you're there, sign up for their newsletter to receive the latest info and updates on product launches like their new shower gel and soap bar coming soon. Are you neutral zone clean? Special thank you to the crew over at Flow and Roll for all their support. Flow and Roll is renowned for their incredible nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. 
Flow & Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowenroll.com to check out their awesome designs and while you're there, pick up a jujitsu dummy signature tee exclusively at flowenroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or gis with code JJD. Yeah. Right. <laughs> then, then, then it's fine. There's a no sauce law. But then, because it, it, if jiu-jitsu wants to be legitimized and then finally be accepted as an Olympic sport, which will be very hard and a, a very long ongoing thing, and the judo people will totally fake fucking hate on us and everything and um i mean it would really be hard to bring a new sport into but i mean fuck they have ballroom dancing curling <laughs> <laughs> there's all kinds of olympic sports that could be negated in 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 lieu of uh professional like oh, yeah. or or national jujitsu teams fighting each other in like meets like dual meets and yeah. such i, I mean that I think that would be really entertainment and and really 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 good for for everybody to see. So, I mean, but then again, the no sauce law. Keep on hearing. Oh. I hear coleslaw. No coleslaw. <laughs> no, no sauce. But no like IBJJF, they do testing, right? Like for the geese. Random. It's random. completely it's random. <laughs> it's oh, like, so are you taking like, steroids? No, okay, we're going to not my you. friends. <laughs> we're not, we're not <laughs> random. They're asking the audience. They're like, are you taking steroids? We're going to test you. <laughs> and that, but honestly, that's it's kind of... It's not even one of the competitors. It's just somebody random in the audience. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's kind... Isn't that what the what these guys are saying is, is actually going on? That... It's so random that they're like they're testing people that they know are gonna pass. Like it's just like, well, we're definitely not gonna test him. <laughs> like well, let's skip that guy. You know, he looks good. He's nasty. He's nasty. He couldn't wipe his ass, so we test. I mean, I just, I, I just think from a you know, if you're gonna do it from a competitor's perspective, a, a, a paid competition perspective, I think you gotta test. But I think what's uh, this is this is what I think is gonna happen. Because one championship is breaking in, right? You, I don't know if you follow like one FC. I'm just starting to follow it, so I don't know yes. everybody. But because they're breaking into the U.S. market now with being on Prime, and their first event is going to be in Colorado, eventually, because they do jujitsu only matches, either you got to get tested, or they're just not going to be. Able, they're going to have to start testing if they start bringing in the some of these bigger guys. You know, like. Gordon had a contract for a little while and then it was gone and I think he might be negotiating or have another one. So it's like it's if they want to grow, they're you're gonna have to filter those people out. I think that's if if it's gonna happen, I think that's where it's gonna happen. UFC so obviously doesn't have do to it. Go back to their weight class and and be their their natural weight. Yeah. And be on weight all the time and not be able to be like, oh, 
Or did so, they do like fucking Tweety Bird when he when it, Tweety Bird used to take the fucking sauce and be like? <laughs> so I, I know for everybody right now, like down I know down here in Florida, everybody's on testosterone replacement. That's just a, a thing now. Now, do you call that steroids? Do you not call it? It's just like it's helping your body produce. I'm not everybody. Any. Everybody's on some form of TRT. I know just I know more people on it than not on it that train. And being so I messed around with steroids in my thirties. I'm gonna be fifty in June. And I this is what I tell everybody who's doing all this stuff. I tell them very clearly I it's not right now, it's what is it gonna do to your body when you stop. And I know that because I had to go through I had a heart attack. My, the only question on the table when I was getting rushed to the hospital and getting stints put in, the only question that the cardiac cardiologist asked me before, like they don't put you completely under, but they put you like in a haze. It's the only question that she asked me. She asked me nothing else about my health. She, I don't even think she asked me my name. She just said, <laughs> have you done steroids? And I said, you know, when I was younger and she just nodded and it was just like, then I went out, you know, they had given me something and that was it. And, you know, four stints later, and I also had, you know, you get, so you get some lumps. I don't, I, I've never actually talked about this. I've had to have like the flesh, some of the flesh removed. Um, uh, gynecomastia surgery. I actually had, I've never, I've never <laughs> talked about it. And nobody ever, nobody even knows. I had to have major like skin pulled out because I, you know, I was never super heavy. But because of that, it just like these little lumps grew and grew and grew. So great, guys. I know that it's giving you what you want now. But guess what? I went mid-30s to early 40s. So I I did it, and I know what the effects are 10 years later, whether it's cosmetic or it's health. Is that TRT? That's what you're going to – well, I'm, that's, that was steroid. I did, no, steroid. I did growth. I did steroid, yeah. uh, D-ball and, and you know, jeez, uh, I can't even remember some of the stuff that I did. Short short period of time. It's not, I wasn't on it for years. I could probably say I did like on and off for stuff for a couple of years. Probably didn't go on and off the correct ways, and I didn't know. And I'm following a bunch of knucklehead friends that are like, "Here, do this." But I know what the future brings, and that's when people ask me. I'm like, I'm of that age where I should be doing it. I'm like, I'm not going to inject anything into my body. I, mean, I may take some, you know. Get some stuff from GNC and things like that, but that that's my take on well, it. Well, testosterone is so, not from a gorilla. Yeah, you I mean, know? it's supposed to be, you know, make your body produce. But anyway, so that that's my take on it. So, great, these guys don't understand what it's going to do to them 10, 15 years from now. And I've been can, to a place. I asked my doctor if I could do it, and she's like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> Did she give you the why? Did she tell you why? Yeah, she's like, no, you're diabetic, and. You're, you're like kind of pre-diabetic and you had some problems this way. And I'm like, but I really think I need this. And she's like, yeah. no. Yeah. And I, I'm like, what if I get it by myself and administer it? She's like, no. <laughs> now, Bo just said, you know, well, steroids and testosterone replacement, what's different? I don't know all the ins and outs of both of them. But anything that you're putting into your body that's making your body act differently or do things differently. You're t- changing the chemical comp- chemical composition of your body. Me food. I'm just not a big. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of it. I yeah. Don't mind smoking a bowl. I'm you know I'm, I haven't been an angel in my food? life. I put 
plenty of stupid things in my body over the years, but I just know what the, how those things have affected me now at, you know, 50. Anytime anybody asks me, oh, should I do this or would you do it? I'm like, you know, just you, you're rolling the dice. You just don't know what's going to happen. I went to a place. I'm not going to name the place, but I, I went to the place where a whole bunch of my teammates go. The It's a franchise now. And right in the document, it, it says, we do not know the effects 10, 15 years. Like it's, it basically said a line, something like that. I'm paraphrasing. We do not know what these effects are. The effects of these, you know, these injections will be in a decade or so. And I'm just like, boom, right there. That's it. I'm out. Cause I, I don't want to go through that shit again. I want to, I want to be around. Um, I have talked about, I'm taking any, I'll, I'll try over the counter stuff. I've been doing Astro Flav, which is one, a, a lot of guys have been talking about it. You probably see it in your feed on Instagram. I do take that, which is supposed to help uh, your body create some testosterone. So I, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm not doing anything, but I'm not going to inject myself with anything. Let, let's say that. I've, let me try this over the counter stuff, which is supposed to be a little bit different. We'll see. And my other problem with that stuff is you take this and then, oh, you've got to take these other things, these supplements and other shots to, you know, you take testosterone, it's going to do things to your body. Now you've got to take these things to to help with estrogen and things like that. So right. that's where it gets into the weeds with me. So anyway. It's so scary with guys like Ronnie Coleman who can barely fucking move around and they're constantly in pain. That's why I got to give it props to like the Rula Tolo brothers who like really want to try to be like clean, natural athletes. And they're just taking care of themselves because, I mean, yeah, some of these big guys are going to be fucking hammering people right now. If you look at, like, a lot of, like, fighters that have, like, died just recently, like Stephen Stephen Bonner, I mean, guy was fucking younger than me. Yeah. You know, and so naturally. Do we we know anything? Did they they talk about? uh, But come on, like, that MMA lifestyle is fucking tough. Because you're either fucking training harder than fuck or you're partying hard as fuck. Yeah. Same thing with wrestlers. Every time I hear like a wrestler die, I'm like, you know, some like, dude in his 40s well, and 50s and his WWE guys already, that try. We already created an enlarged heart because it, we, we're pumping more, you know, vascular and, and more oxygen to our body. But um, I think that, you know, during these bouts of like MMA and stuff like that. They're like, yeah. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, you, you can sustain the damage for that training camp. And, but then afterwards, you know, there's that much of a crash and then coming back is going to be just as hard. And, and therefore you just keep going, you know, back and forth until it runs you down and it may not run you down now, like you were saying, but it'll run you down later. And I've, I have this conversation with people and they're just like heading to the gym. Just keep, you know, just took my shot. Got to go to the gym. And I'm like, all right, you know, to each, to each his own For back to the competition side of it though. I just don't think it's fair. If you're, if you're taking steroids and you want to take steroids, let's make it legal, but you should only fight somebody that knows that you're on steroids or that is also on steroids there. Okay. Let's put you in that category. Those guys agree, are, are chemically modified. I will fight your steroid ass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's for uh, height? every, every natural athlete's pretty much signing up for that. Cause they, everyone's juicing at the top, top level. I, I was at ADCC in Vegas and Holy fuck. These guys are monsters. Yeah. Like they're just fucking so giant. It's so crazy. And now, you know, with, with Gordon coming out and saying it, and now now you're seeing some of his teammates, you're like, oh, okay, now 
he's not just doing it and like not telling his teammates. He, you know, these guys are probably like, hey, let me do that. They see the money, they hear about the million dollar flow flow grappling contract, and they're like, oh, let me do this. Again, I go back to the money sounds great, the girls go great, you know, you're on the beach and you look all good. But, you know, if you're dead in 15 years or you start to have medical issues in, in 15, 20 years, was it worth it? That's why I say fight high. You'll, <laughs> you'll fight good. <laughs> fight high. high? Yeah, fight high, you'll fight good. Kurt likes that one. I always say. Well, what? see, we got another I, thing in common. I just posted a, a high roll. I just, I just. Uh, Look, uh, I, I won all my tournaments on acid. <laughs> <laughs> Yoshi's nodding. He's like, "Yeah, he he did." Yeah, I can't tell he's half serious or half joking because I, yeah, I was like, eh, I he know, actually yeah. did." No, I'm I'm serious. Yeah, you, I'm very I'm very serious. Ha, it's not for spinning around in circles listening to Grateful Dead. <laughs> oh, the acid! I had to go back to the acid as he's smoking. I'm like, is he talking about smoking? Hey, so, do you? He's Yo- on delay. <laughs> I, I won't put Yoshi on the spot. <laughs> I'll, I'll let him share if he'd like to. Obviously, uh, Kurt has uh, it doesn't keep it a secret that he partakes in uh, in a little of the uh, what did uh, what did you say you were smoking before? Can you share that or, or should we move on? <laughs> no, not just weed. He was talking about Marijuana. something else. What was it? Oh, shatter. Shatter is oh, nothing. Shatter. Secret. It's just it's just wax. What? Sh- what? I, I, so so it's an extract like oil, but it's so thick at room temperature it it's hard. So when you you have to break off a piece, it shatters. Okay. And you take a piece, you put it in a pipe. Looks like it. crack. It's pure THC. <laughs> it's pure THC. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. They sell it at dispensaries. I've gotten it before. Yeah. It's really fucking good. What yeah. do you prefer? Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really good. It yeah. is really fucking good. Do you do you prefer to train high, Kurt? Or yeah, I I used to like burn a lot and then and train. Yeah, yeah. always. I just shared a high rollers uh, post before they tagged me in something, and I shared it to my story. And I'm like, I don't mind smoke. I rarely smoke. I'm not against it, but I've ne- I, I've never rolled high. But I just know I'd probably just be like, <laughs> never. I'd be standing like this. I've never, I've never rolled high. Never rolled high. Look at you. She's like, never. I can guarantee. <laughs> I, 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 I know that I've, I've rolled not high, but I can guarantee that afterwards we all got high. <laughs> and you too, Yoshi. <laughs> uh, so my smoking intake, I used to smoke a lot of weed, like a lot. I used to work at a cannabis dispensary. Oh, shit. Uh, recently, I just been so busy with, with school and work and everything that I kind of slowed down a lot. But uh, but definitely coming up in like my color belt sections, I was definitely yeah. more <laughs> more Rolling Stone than not. <laughs> I, I've just, I mean, I, I smoked a lot when I was younger. So I it always smoked, always had something around. Um just kind of life happens, get a little bit older. Uh, definitely when I, uh, when I met my wife, she had a nine-year-old daughter when we met and we started living together after a couple of years. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have it in the house or just, it was because of that. It was just like, yeah, I don't, I didn't need it. Uh, every once in a while, like if I have trouble sleeping, like I'll be like, okay, I know there's some, there's some around here somewhere. There's a t- I got to find the Tupperware wherever I hit it. And, uh, you know, like I, I, I do it to sleep. I do it to sleep. I'm, a, I'm, 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 it's smoke, eat and pass out. That's, that's my routine with, with, with weed. So 
I'm no pro. What I'm, <laughs> what, what's that? Status quo. <laughs> What'd you say? It's the status quo. That that what I just explained? Yes. Yeah, that routine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. I mean, I, that for me, I just never. I don't know. I, I've never done it and, and like worked out, but I, I get. I, I know that I get too mellow. I just want to fucking chill, man. I don't want to hurt that guy over there. I don't want to choke. Him. <laughs> <laughs> the worst is if like you got. You, let's say you like hit the parking lot before class, and then you come into class maybe a little early, but kids' class is going on. And you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Parents are giving you the side eye. I used to. I used to get stoned and do and teach kids' class. <laughs> It's like Disneyland. There you go. You got right there. It's there was, like, that, it's there like, was the only, that was the only way to deal with little fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> right there. There's a there's a video. There's a reel. There's a, that's a TikTok right there. <laughs> All right. So okay, we're gonna go to uh, our next question. We have. We'll get a, a more on the serious side if we can. Kurt Markle says if we can. Uh, what drill has helped you progress the most in BJJ? And he says, I generally drill every day after class, and I'm curious which ones benefit the most. Thank you. Um, I would say side control to back take. Yoshi. So as the guy turns into you, I move towards, you know, 69, and I throw my arm over his waist, and I do a, a step back, and then I come in with a knee pillow, and I have my wrist control and my wrist control and I take his back that I say, that's the best one. Yoshi yeah, similar, similar answer around the world where you're just trans transitioning into different positions. Uh, speed drills are amazing too, just to build that muscle memory. Um, I think like speed drills, little transition drills from like, whether that's knee on belly to mount off knee on belly, other side, knee on belly mount off the other side, or even leg drags fast. Just speed drills are like one of my favorites just to get, get in the zone and get built like some memory. Like, Complete movements. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like complete movement drill. So that movement is always complete. And so if you drop me from whatever, an airplane, and I land in that position on the person and they move, I know where I'm going to move. Right. I got you. I know for me, I like to, when I drill, I'll always, you know, like some people will drill and like be lazy with the move. I'm not killing my partner. But I'm not. I try not to be lazy with the move. Like if I'm going to do a passing drill, I'm going to wind up getting a good side control, and I'll usually like pull him towards me and be like, "Done." Like, like it's like my way of saying "done," and then I'm going to release, and then I'm going to go do it again. I see when people are doing it la like lazily, or they they just put their hands on the mat, they don't like connect their hands. Get a drill it. Yeah, yeah, right. You're going to do it. You're going to do that in a competition, or you're going to do that when you're training later because you're not used to it. I want. I want to remember that I'm always supposed to, this is right here where I'm supposed to be. So I try not to be lazy with the drilling. I think that's like, um, he's got a great question. When you're drilling, don't be lazy, finish it, go all the way through. And I do yeah. like the speed drills that you said, Yoshi, which those, right. Like you're talking about, like if you're passing like a Toriando, right. You know, you're moving mm -hmm. quick. Okay. And like with like putting effort into it, like when I was bigger, when I first met Kurt, I was like a little bit North of 300 pounds. I'm like to around 230 right now. And it's like, I was scared to be big. I was scared to put my weight and scared to like hurt someone. So I was always drilling like kind of weirdly, like kind of afraid to be a big guy. And so now like I'm learning like, all right, you got to do it right. Cause if you don't do it right, like you said, if you don't put that effort into it, you're just not going to come out the, it's not going to come out right when you try to put it into live, you know, live roles. I am right now I'm 240, And I, I've, since I've trained, I've been 
north of 220 always since the first day that I trained. And I, I try to explain people what you just said, especially when I'm rolling with somebody smaller and they're like, oh, oh, oh that, you know, I try to roll with the bigger guys. I'll be like, okay, big, big boys unite. Come on guys. You know, like, let me, because if I'm rolling with somebody smaller, I have to spend, I've tried to explain this to people. I have to spend just as much time thinking about how not to hurt you to like manage my weight. So I don't hurt you, especially when we're drilling. I, as, as I do trying to get the move right. And now I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm, I'm at Brown. I'm hopefully be a black in the next couple of years. I, I'm less worried about it. Or I think it's that I can control it more. So I'm not as worried about it, but mm-hmm. I've explained that to people. I'm like, I understand that I'm also thinking about how not to, not to hurt you, not to fall on top of you. My coach is a, a cyborg black belt. So everything is pressure passing. Everything he's like 175. He feels like he's 300 pounds. Everything is pressure passing. Everything is body locks. Everything is like grind. Get your shoulder in their face. And I'm over here like, sorry, buddy. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm always apologizing, you know. But now I just yeah. feel I feel more comfortable with my weight than I, than I did before. And luckily now I have guys. My I didn't always have guys my size in, in my gym, and now I have a, a whole bunch of like white and blue belts that are like over 200 and it wasn't always like that. It's hard to train with a little guy, you know, want to be nice. I was the bully for a long time though, too. Sure. <laughs> I was a bully just because of the weight. It was just like, I'm like, I'm trying not to fo- like to put it all on you, but it, it's just going to happen. Okay. Let's go to, I like this name. Ish my hell. <laughs> ish, ish my hell 44. Okay. How do you both overcome stagnation? I think this is a great question for Kurt right now with after the surgeries. How do you overcome stagnation and how do you or how can he avoid it in the future? I didn't ever really stop because I I stayed teaching and I stay teaching and so that makes me move around while I teach because that's the way I teach and so I mean I never ever got bored of jujitsu. I I would have like, of course, you know, where there would be like a down flux where I'd not train so good. And I'd be like, fuck, I'm in this fucking valley. And then, you know, you just have to keep training and then you'll come out of it, you know? And then a lot of my, my, my students will call me and they're like, man, I'm, I'm really disanimated. I'm, I think I'm, I'm not going to go to the gym. And I'm like, Fuck you, go to the gym, <laughs> roll around, you'll fall back in love with it. You know, it'll just take some time. So, I mean, even though I'm not rolling and training, I still teach every day. And so that keeps my head in it and I'm still doing the moves and I still have to teach him and I still have to go around and, and correct everybody else. So yeah. keeps me in it. Kurt, have you ever at any point just said, I, I can't do this anymore. I, I need to quit. I want to quit or I need to quit. Does no, it ever cross I, your mind? I can't do it. I don't think I can. Yeah. How long how long have you been training, Kurt? When did you start? Since 93. How Do you remember how old you were? I can't. I'm, I'm not good at the math. I started, I started counting for series at 28 when I was like, fuck, I'm a construction worker and I'm good at this. Maybe I should put my you know my emphasis on this <clears throat> and then um and learn how to teach and and uh train and fight and you know this and that and so that's when i 
at 28, that's when I really focused on jujitsu a lot. Yeah. For as many years as I could. How about you, Yoshi? I, know, I remember from the from the last episode that you were on, you talked about you had some time off the mat. Mm -hmm. Did you? Yeah, I took some breaks. I felt like uh, like life trying to survive in the Bay Area on my own. But that was like all excuses. Like uh, I could tell someone going through like a rut and like wanting to get back to training. I'd say the number one thing is like go find a good community. Like if you have a strong community and you go to you have good friends and good good people around you on the training mat, then it's gonna it motivate you even more to train. And if you don't have the right community, then you might want to look for another gym. It's like, uh, I think one of it is like jujitsu is so important to me, but it's also like the community building aspect as well. It's like, these are my people. And I think once you, once you found your people, like then, then it's going to just motivate you even more to, to, to progress with them. Did you, in those times that you did take off, was there ever time that you thought, I probably never step on the mat or was it like, was it always in the back of your mind, like, I got to get back out there. I got to get back out there. It was always like, I got to get back out there. Like, don't waste the, the skills that I've got. Like, I started judo at five. I started jujitsu at, at around, like, 15. So it's like, like I've been in this game too long to, to give up now. And it was always in my head, like, I'm going to go back. But then today turned tomorrow, and then I'm going to go back next week. And then next week turns into next month. And then just one day, I just walked back into the gym. And then it just creating that routine again of like, this is, this is what we're, this is what we're, this is our goal. This is what we want to do. This is what we're going to get after. And once you get that routine again, then, then, you know, you're flying. How you said you were at, at, at one point you were over 300 pounds. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about what you did to get the weight down. I mean, it's not just jujitsu. I mean, I know for me, it's like what I put in my body again, you know, going back to that, it's like. I could work out yeah. all I want, but if I'm putting crap in my body and not eating well, I don't lose a pound. For sure. I was really lucky enough to be on my collegiate judo team, and my coach wouldn't let me fight in the open weight. It's 100 kilos and up, and he says, you want to compete on this team? I need you at this weight. And the competitor in me was like, fuck that. I'm competing. <laughs> uh, no way you're not going to get me to beat these motherfuckers up. So <laughs> just me uh he really pushed me his name's kevin o and um i really owe him a lot for pushing me to to, to drop down to, the, to that weight class and i've kind of stayed at it since is that is that part of the, the same team that you now coach is that yeah are those the same yeah, people there you go that you talked about community before you yeah you're you've yeah. been at you've been in half gracie's all all of your career and you've trained judo with those with that same group the yeah, entire time pretty That's much before college i trained with a guy named mitchell palacio from at the city college san francisco um, that's, it's a city college, but ever since I was a kid, I was training there. He lets other people join the gym. But when I went to university at USF, that's when I went uh, full-time with the university of San Francisco team. You're like, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about my wife who she won't buy anything other than a Honda. Like she's so, <laughs> she's so loyal to everything Honda. she does. Loyal to her gym, <laughs> loyal to thing. me, loyal to the car. Like she will, she does nothing else exists, but Hondas. Like, she's just like, I found my brand. I'm sticking with my brand. It's this. I, I, it's one of the wrong. things I love about her. She's actually smart, though. Right? Yeah, yeah. I had a MRX, you know, the weird looking Honda, and my friend gave it to me, and it had a fucking hundred thousand miles on it, and I put another two hundred thousand miles on that. <laughs> I'm always telling, her, I'm like, you know, there are other brands out there, and she's like, go ahead and buy me one of them, and I'm like, no, no, stick with the Honda. You're good. This is a good, <laughs> it's a good car. It's a good car. Got her Honda, Honda Accord, her '86 <laughs> Honda Accord. Yeah. She's had every car that she's had since she was, uh, since she started driving. She's had like every, like the Civic, and then uh, now she's into the HRVs. She loved it so much. We bought her daughter an HRV. So, like, it's, 
I'm like, okay, it, hey, listen, if it keeps the bills down, right, you know? I'm like, <laughs> I was trying, I was like, you know, like, Lexus makes, like, it's kind of the same, and she's like, no, no, I like this, and then she just throws it back. Well, if you want to get it, you can buy it for me, and I'm like, we should, let's stick with the Hondas. Very dependent on the Very Fucking 20 grand to fucking 50 grand. Yeah. That's a big difference. Yeah. There's some cool fucking Toyotas out there. The Supra? Holy fuck. Yeah. Dude. We're cool talking Bose language. Bose, uh, Bose uh, uh, he used to race cars. Oh, man. I want a Supra. I want an A90 so bad. <laughs> we talked about when I tell, we tell, but we were having this conversation after the last episode. We were talking about it, like, takes an hour to get from here to where, like, um, uh, uh, Miguel lives, and he's like, I could do that in ten minutes, and we're like, What the? Come on! You get, but he's, but he's <laughs> talking about hundred miles an hour. Yeah, he's like, it's, he's like, Well, if I drive hundred miles an hour, I'm like, but we, Who drives hundred miles an hour? Bo drives hundred miles an hour. <laughs> he's that. He's that guy. I do. I really do. Yeah. What is it? What do you have? What do you want to get anywhere? You're gonna have to go hundred miles an hour. Yeah. yeah exactly. Jesus. See. Exactly. That's my point. It's a Subaru too. Thank you, Subaru. Well-built, beautiful car you've given me. WXR? Uh, no, uh, uh, BRZ, the, the rear-wheel drive coupe. Huh. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. We, we're going to get into our next question here, and I think uh, you guys might know this. Do you know Caveman Mike? Yeah, Mike Morrell. Yeah. Cave, Mike Morrell. Okay, he sent us a whole bunch of questions. I love when I get questions from guys that know the guest. Because usually they're like, there's some subtext to, to why they're asking the question. But anyway, so the first one is, what is the weirdest thing you ever saw at the Howard Street Academy? For tell us, <laughs> tell us what All the right. Howard Street Academy All is right. and tell us the weirdest this thing. This one time, this one time, we were all sitting there. And Chris, Chris Laban from Hawaii. You know, I know. Chris Laban. Yeah, yeah, UFC. So... He he's was a, just so, wait, wait, let me just say he's the guy that peed on the guy's pillow day one of the Ultimate Fighter. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's known for that. That's fine. He's known, I, he's for, known that. for that. <laughs> but needless to say, so we used to all fucking train in MMA, and so Jake Shields would come down, and Gilbert, and fucking uh, Luke Stewart, and joey armstrong and myself and fucking white mamba and fucking all these fucking thugs would get together and chris lieben was in town and and so the night before he had obviously gone out <laughs> that's <was> the thing <laughs> he went out right and so when you go out you usually go out big right and so he was in and he comes in and i'm like Holy fuck, it's Chris Lieben. He's all, hey, what's up? I'm all look, the bathroom's back there. <laughs> and so he comes back out and he's like pulling on his shorts and everything like that and comes out and he's kind of disheveled. And out in front is this thing that looks like Gollum. Like Gollum, like in The Hobbit. Are we are we seeing a female? No, it's oh. I don't know what it is. Oh. It's, <laughs> it's humanoid. It's walking around. It, it has a loincloth type thing on it. But as it's walking around, it's like lifting up the back end of the loincloth and it has a protracted colon. Mm. Do you know what that is? Yeah, it's like so, it's sticking out, right? The colon sticking out. So it's like a Kong, like a toy for a dog coming out of your asshole. Oh, man. It's, did Chris Liebens bring this person to the gym? Is this no, person no, no. with Chris? Okay, okay. So Chris Liebens comes out, and I'm watching this thing walk up and down in front of the window, like dripping oh poop God. out of its colon. 
and it's like my precious and whatever <laughs> like it's in front of the hat and he comes up and he looks up and he and i go welcome to san francisco chris lee but he's like <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're just puked in the garbage can. I'm all fuck oh, yeah. Oh my god. Oh man. So that was one of the crazy days. That oh, was not shit. the only crazy day. There's there's many crazy well, days. T- tell us about this Howard Street Academy. What 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 is this place where So it was between um like sixth and seventh. Like, you know, sixth and seventh on Howard Street, and like Howard was one street down from market. And then Howard was one street down from what was Folsom. that from Folsom. So you're in a fucking so, really faggot rich <laughs> weird area. All right. So well, like it's in this place called Soma, South of Market. And yes. Folsom Street is where they I have just the, call the, it faggot rich. Yeah. Folsom Street is where they have all like the bondage stores and like the bondage festivals and like dudes walking around naked. And Sixth Street, where it's in between, is like Kind of like San Francisco Skid Row. It's not nearly as bad as like LA Skid Row, but it's kind of like a little mini Skid Row on Sixth Street. And so like all types of creatures are there. And it's like every time you go to the gym, you gotta like make sure you're not stepping on poop or like needles or like it's kind of like a little bit of a rough area, which is crazy because like that's like my favorite place. Like how crazy San Francisco is like my favorite place in my least favorite neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) A crazy juxtaposition, man. Oh wow! No wonder he asked. <laughs> did uh, did Caveman Mike train there with you guys? He knows that place too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, He's a black belt under, under half as well. Oh yeah. Oh boy. So it, did you guys like start out? Like, ha, did you go there? Is that someplace that you trained? Uh yeah. yeah. So that's where I still train at the oh. Howard Street location. Uh, me and Mike started judo oh, together. So I'm he, thinking it's like the Howard Street Academy. That's a uh, Half Gracie Academy. Yeah, that's Half oh, Gracie. Yeah. Okay, I got you. All right, now it makes more sense to me. Yeah, me and Mike Morell came up through the ranks together. We started off in jiu-jitsu as white belts together. Uh, I started judo when I was a white belt. He was a brown belt. Um, so we we both did. He's a judo and a jiu-jitsu black belt now. So we both kind of went along the same trajectory together. Oh, very cool. Shout out to caveman Mike, Mike Morell. So, so he also asked, what is your craziest fight story? We'll let Kurt take okay. that one. I think I know oh, why he's asking, oh. and, and asking that question. So <laughs> um, <laughs> on my 21st birthday, we went to Hate Street, and Hate Street's like a little cool, little crazy street. Uh, Hate Nashbury is like famous for like the hippies in the back in the day. Yeah. That- and, uh, so we went to, on my 21st birthday, we went to a bar on Hate Street, and like all these fighters, we got like MMA guys, Jiu Jitsu guys, Judo guys, you know, Muay Thai guys, like a whole bunch of fighters at, at 2 a.m. on the street. And these group of guys like tried to like get tough with one of my friends, and they started to scuffle. And then all of a sudden there's like a rumble going on between like the hate street gutter punks and then like all my friends. And this is my 21st birthday. I'm with some chick and then I'm just like, whoa, what's going on? And <laughs> Mike Morell comes up and he's like, I'm putting an end to all this and starts pepper spraying like the whole line of dudes <laughs> trying to fuck to our group. But there was fucking windy that day. So the pepper spray ends up hitting like all of us too. And so like the whole crowd dispersed and like, it was like a crazy rumble, but yeah. Mike Morell put an end to the rumble. <laughs> Kurt, how about you? Is that anything that any, I think we probably asked Best you this last episode. Story? What's the craziest fight All that right. you've ever been involved with? Never been involved with? No, that, that you've ever been involved with. What's the crazy, give us your craziest right. fight story. On one, or off the mat? This one was, it was like we were on the mat 
And this guy came into the front of Ralph Gracie Jiu Jitsu on Howard Street. And he came in and we're like, <laughs> and I always do that because as soon as somebody comes in the door, I'm like, my ears perk up like a dog. And I'm like, can I help you? And the guy's like, yeah, uh, I just want to ask some questions. And I'm like, this guy's full of shit. And like, meanwhile, there's shoe rack underneath the desk. Right. And so as he's like talking to us, he's like, and I'm going to put the shoes back in the rack. <laughs> and he's like, and he backs up and he bolts out the door. And I'm like, motherfucker. So he runs out the door. I run out the door. I come around the thing and I around the, the whole desk. And I'm like, ah, running down. The... Meanwhile, my other black belt, Julian, on the <laughs> other side, runs out the door. And he likes chases this guy down. And he's like way in front of me. And he grabs the guy and he does the hockey slam. He grabs him by the jersey and fucking just turns him around and bounces him off this fucking Subaru. And like, he, like <laughs> he ricochets off the side of the Subaru and falls on the ground. And I'm like, yes. And I go, knee on stomach. And I'm like, now, motherfucker, you're going to die. And I'm like, <laughs> I start, I start, I'm gonna, I start stomping him. Pride style. And then, and his fucking backpack opens and like all kinds of needles and everything. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, you fucking motherfucker. And then my my student Ho Jose grabs me, pulls me like, stop it, Kurt, you're gonna kill him. I'm trying to kill him. <laughs> stop stopping me. <laughs> stop stopping me. <laughs> so needless to the cops come and they're like, he says that you guys beat the shit out of him and took his backpack and all. No, he stole shoes and we chased him down. And, and they're like, oh, all right. And then took him away, you know, abruptly. He was shoved into a car and then taken away. But you don't get in trouble for anything in San Francisco. When you say your ears perked up, I, I my mind started to go to, I just saw a video like this the other day. Like somebody was going to come in the challenge, like be like, oh, yeah, what's this jujitsu stuff? Did that did that happen a lot? Have you ever seen that happen? Oh, that was that was in the old days. That yeah. was like, like the, 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 that was like pre, uh, pre, the first UFC and then especially after the first UFC that started happening a lot. People, People wanted to be like, yeah, come on, let's uh, yeah. they'd be like, Kurt, train with him and kill him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's did pretty it, simple commands. And I they they'd give me the wink, you know? And, uh, and then I, sometimes I'd kill people and then, and then they'd be like, what are you fucking doing? I'm all, I thought you gave me the sign. And they're like, I didn't give you the sign. <laughs> <laughs> I I had that for a little, I was the, I was definitely the enforcer for a short period of my career. <laughs> I was the, I was again, my, because of my size, if somebody came in that was rolling a little hard, I was usually the guy, but then I got older <laughs> and then it got, yeah. <laughs> Age creeps up on you quick in this business, you know, in this uh, in jujitsu. Yeah. Now I, I somebody called me a teddy bear the other day. They said you're such a teddy bear when you roll. I'm like, thank you. Tell that to the coach, because coach still calls me out <laughs> when he sees me breaking in like a north south on somebody, and I'm squeezing somebody's neck. He's like, great, Mild, nice. You'll be a great, great training partner. Real good, <laughs> real good guy. You rape your partners. That's my I, my. I love hitting the north south just from all different positions and like finishing the choke from there. And my coaches get on me about it. Like, you know, try something different. I go, but what about this? You know, the whole like 10,000, you know, do it 10,000 times to perfect it. And everybody reacts differently. So I like to see like the little reactions and I'm like, Oh, okay. Get, you know, just lock it in. And 
I guess I, is it on the list of dickhead? Is it like on the list of dickhead jokes? Is it like <laughs> like I would rotate armaments every week. So like this week I would do these five finishes, and then next week those were not available. I'd have to do okay. Like don't do you know, that because that's so, so you don't like because you can always go to your favorites yeah. when it's you know when it's when it's cut and dry then you're gonna go to your favorites automatically anyway right I, I could you what I, I I know that I he may not realize this I know that I'll usually I will use them on guys that go a little too crazy I'm like all right he's gonna have to learn that look I could do something weird like oh there's my coach like there's levels maybe I don't know if my coach is the one that started saying that but right I think they say that. There are levels to this, or for every level, there's another level. My coach says all that stuff all the time. And sometimes, like I said, we have like a lot of these big guys, and they come in, and maybe they wrestled for a few years in high school, and they come in and they roll hard. And I'm like, you know, they see me, I'm the same size as them, and they want to roll hard. And I'm like, number one, I got to get up in the morning and go to work. So if we're going to roll hard, okay, we're going to roll hard. But you're probably going to be on the receiving end of an ass whooping. Especially when yeah. they do, right? I mean, they, I that you know. would be the that be the easiest way, wouldn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so usually, I get you know, give them some of those. Uh, we do a lot of lockdown at my school. My coach is like huge on the lockdown and just like that whole series and taking the back from the lockdown. So we do a lot of that. So like those big guys, they you know they they want to Hulk smash, all right? And you know you could tap a white belt with just a lockdown. Just they they think their 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 calf is about to break or that right their femur is going to break. They don't know yet. So, I mean, those are my go-tos with, like, with guys that come in and, and roll too hard and, and try to bully. So, I don't think – I don't do them all the time, but I like what you say. I do – I'm going to I'm gonna try that. I'm going to, like – I'm not doing that this week. I'm going to try – I do – I have gone in, like, I know I'm going to try to finish with this one, but I've never said, I'm not going to use this, There's though. So much, I'm like, not from, doing it. Like, if I go to 69, because I don't call it north-south, because I don't know what that is. <laughs> and I decide to, you know, do the 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 – the risk guillotine there, or usually I thread through either swim forward or, or swim around and I'll go arm locks and kimuras. Mm -hmm. I'll come here and I'll go chokes. And, and so many, so many things are, are available there from North South that, that are more than just the, the choke with the lat choke, you know, yeah. and grab the belly and sink back, which is, is, is nothing wrong with that at all. But it's gonna open up other stuff. Is usually when you go like this around a per person's neck, they go ah, yeah. and so then your yeah. arms right. And so it's good to get good at like snapping arm locks from sixty nine into into you know an acute angle towards the feet, you know, so that you get good at fucking hitting arm locks from that position. Okay, because that's just another position. Otherwise, they just go in there and throttle them from the top. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I just throttled them. Homer Simpson, them real quick. I don't close my hand like this. Yeah. You don't do this. You just go. Yeah. <laughs> you can pull a Wagner, right? Like right on Homer the Homer Simpson joke. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I just go, you fucking motherfucker, and grab back the back of their head and then throttle them right there, you know? But, you know, there's so much opportunity there in 69, and it's always a good place to transition and take and demoralize them and take another side control <laughs> you know i wonder why it's hard to get my videos sometimes like i like if i do ads they don't get they don't get um like sometimes i just can't run an ad for a video or something 
And then I'm here, like when I hear it back, and we say things like demoralize and just choke them. You know, the word, the word like you know, Google the, the algorithm, like pick up on the words, and sometimes it blocks a video from being advertised or, or promoted. And I'm just, oh. I'm hearing now, like de- we're saying things like choked and demoralized, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, ne- I'm not gonna be able to advertise this video. <laughs> they, I'm, I'm gonna, it's like, like I have to click the button that makes them like, uh, you have to like uh, ask them to re- to review it a second time. Like, no, review it again. Now you know I'll why I'm back. not working for the UFC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Yoshi, you got this question. You forwarded this to me. Um, you said. Uh, uh, Philip Morgan sent you this. He said, hi, Yoshi and Kurt. Any tips on not gassing out when grappling? Many thanks. Yeah. Train more. Train. It's like uh, <laughs> pushing yourself. Like I tell people, you don't got to be fast. You don't got to be strong, but just don't stop moving. And that's that little that little thing. Like we can just Or move when it's time to move. And just like build up that cardio. Like rolling cardio is like a, it's like a muscle. It's like it needs to be built up. And yeah. like. I, th- I think like just telling someone just don't stop moving and try to always progress position into a different position. Try not to be stagnant is a good way to not gas out. So right now we're watching Andre Galvan versus this other guy. And it, it's, it's the obvious sauciness. The sauciness. Oh yeah. Yeah. He puppy. <laughs> that was, a, I, they were the first gym that got killed with all those accusations back just even the last few years. You know, you can't walk around like this where you you can't even touch your butt, you know? No, it's impossible. Right, yeah. That sucks. Did you notice the puppy? Yes, I did yeah, notice yeah. the puppy. Did you get the puppy? <laughs> did we cut to the puppy? I thought it was like I that know, gorilla you know, thing, you know, where the gorilla passes by and nobody sees it. <laughs> after I had uh, after I had the heart attack, I, I like that. I had a lot of problems with cats. It was just really hard. My, I would just feel my heart start to, Maybe I was more conscious about it. Did something change in me? My heart would just go from zero to 60 so fast. And I used to tell people, I go, I've trained no gi and no gi, but it's why I loved gi because I felt like I can control the position a little bit more. I can hold somebody down, hold in their gi, and let myself get my breath. And my first coach who was probably, he was probably like 5'8", 265, law enforcement guy, like, freaking like built like a fucking like a linebacker like a little little tiny guy um he taught me something that he did which was like a little bit of lamaze breathing if i really got tired so just like <laughs> that just that just that part not like i don't you know whatever lamaze is beyond that just like just do that if you feel yourself and i feel like i can get my breathing down or my heart rate down pretty quickly but that's that that whole thing is is what you learn like coming up is like that's the whole thing about your your endurance is your breathing yeah you know is your your breath control delegates your amount of rounds that you can go i can go 10 10s if i want i can go you know you know 10 sixes whatever what's up whatever's coming up because i know how to i know how to breathe during the round and I know I got 30 seconds to tie my belt and fucking close my gi and move to my next partner and everything yeah. like that. And by then I should be back to zero. And then I, I only I only move when it's time to move, right? And if there's a scramble, I scramble, and then it scrambles until it stops, and then I stop it. Do you guys I see feel- a lot of that like uh they, they they stop breathing, like they just hold their breath, and it's like 
that's one way you're going to gas yourself out a lot or they just put too much oomph into it. it's like yeah it's not about so much power it's not so much about power it's about technique yeah. and like movement and fluidity so it's like those two things especially if they're moving with a lot of power and they're holding their breath it's just like yeah for sure you're gonna gas out no for sure i've got my own question for both of you <laughs> going back to when you guys you know started to get super popular and, and let's use the word famous for the videos that you guys put out Kurt, did people start like rolling with you different? Did you have people like go a little harder? They want to take kind of like take of you course. out kind of attitude. Of course, they would. They would. They'd come into town and they'd go, "Well, let's train with Kurt and let's see if I can kill Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> see if this guy's for real. Live like does it? Let's see if he's right. you know. Yeah, and but then I at that time I was always on my game. I was always, yeah. I was always good. How about you, and Yoshi? Then, I mean, it's it's. Yeah, so, not so different? much like at my, my like home academy, but like when I travel, when I tra travel now, like fuck, bro, the role. I travel a lot. I like to visit a lot of things. Whenever I go on vacation, I bring a gi. Like I'm gonna be going to New Orleans soon with like a friend's trip, but I'm like told my friends like straight up like, there's gonna be a couple days where I leave you guys for a few hours because there's no way I'm not gonna go train. And uh, I always like visiting new academies. It's like like a tourist thing for me. So it's like, you're right, Kurt. <laughs> before the videos i was just like oh this guy from san francisco but now that i'm like not even yoshi anymore i'm just like the move of the day guy it's just like a notch on their belt so like they come at me full clip which i like because like I'm, I'm i'm there for the fight so bring it on like i kind of enjoy that part now though yeah but just by the way i don't, I don't know if you guys no, it is. Like, that's just like that's something that you have to expect so yeah once like i already was used to it being at my home gym all the time and then when i i went to seminars i would i would i would train with people just how they want to train with me so yeah if i had a guy it, i had a guy i stopped with with the podcast i stopped and i don't hide it but i just stopped like saying where i trained um and i know that i consciously did it after we had a guy come to the gym and he just like we're, we always do a flow roll and I'm rolling with this guy and he just wanted to murder. He, I was, do you know how to flow? Like I stopped him. I'm like, do you like we flow the first one Saturday morning? Just woke up. We didn't do a dr any drills that day. It was just like walk in. You better be warmed up, stretch on your own. But we went right into a roll and he just went crazy. And I'm like, does this guy? And I'm not, I'm not nearly as popular as you. The, the podcast, I should say. We're getting there, like where people are starting to know who we are. And it, it, in the back of my mind, I'm like, did this asshole show up to just like be a dick? And maybe I'm giving myself too much credit. But then I stopped like shouting out the gym all the time. I just say, yeah, training out of South Florida, because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, is that gonna happen? I'm like, I, you know, it's like people just gonna show up to be a dick to see if this asshole from from Jiu Jitsu Dummies knows any Jiu Jitsu, or is he, you know, talking out of his ass? But it's one of the reasons I named the jujitsu dummies. I'm like, we're, I don't know it all, man. I'm here. To, I want to talk to people that do know way more than me. And just like on the mat, I want to learn from a higher belt. I, I wanted to learn from us. other people. <laughs> 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 like, what the fuck are you talking to us for? <laughs> you guys are a lot of fun, man. I I appreciate you. Let, let's let's go into uh, let's. We got a couple more questions. If you guys, you got a little more time, right? We said we we'd stop yeah, around nine. Cool. Okay, cool. Um, okay. We have, let's see. So what's up rockstar? Do you know who that is? Um, I only know the handles. That is Orion Maurice, Maurice, 
You know, oh, you know who he is? Okay, good. How, how do you say his name? Ryan what? Morishige. Morishige. Okay, good, because I, I butchered it. How has, uh, this is for, for, for Yoshi, how has judo helped your jiu-jitsu and how had jujitsu? Well, he well. How has judo helped your jujitsu? And how has jujitsu helped your judo? Oh, it's a yin and yang, man. I'll tell you this: I won most of my judo tournaments using jujitsu, and I won most of my jujitsu tournaments because, like, I started the match off using judo. And it's just like they both helped me more in the opposite sport. It's pretty crazy. Like, you can win a judo match by throwing them flat on their back. Uh, but you can also win by pinning and or ch- choking them or arm locking them. Okay. Um, most of my fights didn't. It's called Ipon when you throw them flat on their back and you just win the fight. I didn't win mostly by Ipon. I won mostly by pins, chokes, and arm locks. So, like, I would just grind them to the ground, like, grind them to the ground, and then just initiate what they call Nawaza, which is pretty much like just groundwork jujitsu. And then in jujitsu, when I like, man, growing up, a lot of guys didn't work on their takedowns at all. Like, I, th- I think it's more prevalent to, to work on takedowns nowadays. But back then, people didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Mm-hmm. And I just grab them and fl- fling them across the mat. There was one guy, I, I knocked his wind out and he was trying to tap because just from like, it was like 10 seconds into the match. I just fucking Haraya Goshed him and you just hear, thud. <laughs> and it's just fucking, yeah, I think me, people like, I, I, People are like more aware nowadays, but back then it was just like, fuck, dude, you could just fucking fling someone. They wouldn't know what the fuck happened to them. Did you? So I know that in the very small amount of competing that I did in a very short amount of time, I, I did, I was trying to like compete at very least once at every belt. And then I had the heart attack at purple and I stopped. Um, but we would see like that, like square patch on the back of somebody's, you know, like you knew uh, it was like a patch. judo patch. And you're like, fuck, you know? It says USA. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Fuck yeah, you put those on your back just to fucking intimidate. <laughs> be like that. And you just, you better be pulling guard in this. Another you know, one that says Iowa wrestling. Like uh, some of Yeah. Like Judo USA and a fucking Iowa wrestling or some you fucking some Ivy League fucking wrestling. You walk out there, the guys are already like, fuck, I can't stand up with this guy gonna have to jump the guard and it was great because like as a judo guy if they know you're a judo guy they're gonna pull guard and a heavyweight pulling guard on you for me there's nothing better you could ask for that's like man you're gonna bring me dinner too after this (laughs) i know like the wrestlers would stand out like wrestlers would always be like in just like a regular t-shirt like a it's like a baggy t-shirt no rash guard some like uh like it would be like iowa state like on their on their shorts and you're like and that was just as bad as uh, those were like the two for a jiu-jitsu guy it's just like oh fuck this is gonna be hard today this is gonna it's gonna be rough <laughs> but, yeah, and then the guy comes out and he's fucking dragging his knuckles on the floor <laughs> and he's fucking starting to fucking club your head and shit and like start moving all weird so we got we've got another one. We have Chrissy, Chrissy a boy. Let me see. Let me see what her full name is. Christian. Do you know what Christian a uh, Christian a boy? Um, I'm reading the handle, so that, that probably got that butchered too. So I like the question. I'm going to kind of elaborate on their question. So the the original, what advice would you give a white belt who aspires to come become a black belt one day? And I just kind of like, what is that? What is that secret? Is there a secret? Um, you know, we're looking at two black belts here at two different points in their career. You know, let's start with Kurt. What would you tell somebody who's just getting on the mat today? 
just keep going. Yeah. Whatever you do, if you do two times a week, three times a week, whatever you can do, two, three times a week would be, I would say, really kind of nice. You know, if you weren't a, 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 a gym monkey like me, you know, I was there every day, all day and did work. So I would do construction and I'd be there from fucking five until 10 at night, or I'd be there from fucking nine in the morning doing privates and then the AM class and the 11 AM class and then having a lunch break or going back to work and then coming back, you know, I was there, I was there every day, all day. But I mean, if you can do two, three times a week and just, and just think about it, it's not, it's not how long the class is, is how much you get out of it, right? So if I go there and I get there an hour early and I drill for an hour and then I do class and then I train and then I drill another half hour, 45 minutes before, and then I go home, man, that's a good day. You know what I'm saying? And so and if I can put two, three days like that a week, you know, you, you'd be a black belt someday. How about you, Yoshi? What's your advice to a, to a newbie? And, and, and I kind of, I, I don't like, I should say this, let me, but just personally, you know, once we're doing it for a while, it's like, kind of, I get the question is like, yeah. he wants to stay with it, but like, we it, you're not doing this to get the black belt, right? You yeah. shouldn't be thinking I would, about, I want to be a black belt, you know, put me on the five-year plan, right? That's not what this is about. So I kind of like want to add that yeah. piece in. Yeah. Also, I was going to say too, it's like, I feel like people look like, look at it when they're a white belt it's so distant it seems like so far away that that looks like the end goal that looks like it's mission accomplished but black belt is not mission accomplished black belt is not the finish line that's the beginning <laughs> it's, it's really the beginning so it's like it's like oh it's like it might not seem like a beginning as a white belt like dang i'm gonna be so good and it's gonna be like all great but it's like it's a it's a totally new beginning of jujitsu when you hit your black belt would and you agree like, with this statement like the i know for me the the longer I do this, the more I realize, oh, sh- the shit, like how much shit I don't know. And again, yeah. it's, it's, there's no, there is no finish line. There is no, never a finish line. And as a martial artist in general, I think that, you know, when you start off and you're just dabbling in martial arts, it's like you look for it in other things, not the thing itself. And I like philosophy, we call that extrinsically. We look for things in extrinsic ways. Like what if I work out, I'll get muscles or if I'll get the girls or I'll get the, the, the popularity, I'll be the cool guy. But when you start doing it, (laughs) (laughs) but when you start doing it for a while, you learn to do it for the thing itself. It's not for some extrinsic thing. It starts turning intrinsic and you start doing it because you love the martial art, because you love jujitsu. And I think that's what the beauty about it is. But also like, I would also give them the advice of like, have fun. It's like, it's a major part is having fun. And like I said earlier, building community. And if you're not part of a community that's, that's, that's helping you have fun, like you should be excited to go to jujitsu. You should be excited to get onto the mats. Like it should be a fun experience. Um, and that's going to help you get to that end goal that you're thinking about. Um, even though it's not a real end goal when yeah. you'll figure that I, I know it seems like you're not going to know that now, but when you get there, you'll realize, Oh, it wasn't an end goal. Do you get, have you guys ever experienced, um, What's the the wording? Uh, imposter syndrome as it relates to your jujitsu. Have you felt that? T- talk to me about that, Yoshi. Guy, you're nodding. 
long. Oh, <laughs> so like, uh, what do you say? What do you... <laughs> he's like, what is that? <laughs> so, I mean, I got silver hair. I love jujitsu and I'm like in a doctorate program with all these super smart intellectuals. Like, I feel like I got imposter syndrome there. I also feel like sometimes even when jujitsu, like, I feel like some days, like some days you're the hammer, some days you're the nail, the days you're the nail. You're like, do I even fucking know jujitsu? I've been doing it for 15 years. And it's like, do I even fucking know what I'm doing? (laughs) Some days you just get like your shit kicked in and you're just like, fuck, what do I even know what I'm doing on the mat? So it's like, yeah, for sure you're going to have those, but it's going to be ebbs and flows. You know, if every day is great, then, you know, you're not going to really appreciate it. So it's good to have those, those good days and bad days is how you respond to it. I feel like. How about you, Kurt? Do you, you know, have, did you ever feel like yeah, as you I, came up I, in the ranks, have, like, what the fuck am I doing? It's, 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 it's impossible to have great days every day. That's just like, you can't even expect that. You know what I'm saying? Like some days, like he was saying, you're the hammer and some days you're the nail, but you know, some days you can't fucking do anything right. And some days it's longer than days. It's fucking weeks. And you're like, fuck, I can't do anything fucking right for these fucking past three weeks. And then finally it starts to evolve again and your game goes back up. And so, like, you have to be ready for these high peaks and really low valleys. And sometimes the low valley fucking runs for a while. <laughs> yeah. When I started this podcast, I had a couple of guys that had just become blue belts and it was funny. They would be like, oh, we're getting some like they would they would talk about not feeling like they they were ready for a blue belt or ready for the purple or they got a couple of stripes. And I used to talk them off the ledge all the time. I used to be like, guys, like when you got your blue belt, it's not, you know, everything at blue belt. You are now going to be like allowed to learn or taught the things that you need to complete this belt. Right. Um, And now when. You know, I I should have, I would have, I was told, I would have gotten my brown belt before COVID, um, blew out my knee, and then COVID, I blew out, at the day I went, the day before, a Sunday, a training day, the day before I was going to quarantine from work, officially, like that March, I blew out my knee. So that July, I would have had my brown belt. So it went basically like two years, came back, trained for a little bit, and then maybe, I think, got it after six months or a year of, of getting back on the mat. And then... All of a sudden, I walk in one day and I get three stripes. They like they, we because we don't normally do stripes. Um, so we had a new coach come in. I guess he convinced the, our professor to. I think you should do stripes, even for the adults. It'll it helps with motivation. I, and and I and I agree with that. But I just came to you know, I was I had one stripe on my purple belt forever, and then I got my you know my brown. So it's like yeah, well, whatever. And then I got the three stripes, and then it it really became real. And it's the first time in jujitsu that I experienced the imposter syndrome and and maybe more of like, holy shit, the black belt's close. What the fuck do I know what it (laughs) like, you know, and my, and then, but what I did was I started to weight lift more and train more. I was just like this. Yeah. I, I, I want to, I don't want, I want to earn it. I want to, I want to know that when I do get it, that people be like, yeah, that Milton man, he's training all the time. He's working for. Forget about how good my jiu I'm on the mat trying to get better, and if I'm not on the mat, I'm I'm trying to lift. I and, and I think it's good for recovery, by the way, as well. So, um, but I I am still I'm, I go through it. I'm less like fuck. And some people be like, you know, when people say, man, black belt's right around the corner. You can get any. You can get it any day now. And I'm like, yeah, it, it's. Again, I, I'm having those feelings right now. So like, I like I like to ask that question of, of different people because. 
I was the guy talking people off the ledge, and now I'm somebody that's just like, I'm feeling it. <laughs> I didn't get it back get then, and now I'm getting it. As it relates to jiu-jitsu, I'm getting it. I, I, I felt that way outside of that. I've owned businesses, and I'd be like, who the fuck am I? I'm I'm business. I'm, I'm paying people. I'm your source of income. Like, what's wrong with you? What you what's wrong with you? Really? Why are you working for me? But um, but yeah, it's it, recently I've had that going through my mind as it relates to jujitsu. But um, I yeah, I just got to keep on. Like Kurt said before, just I just trying to get back out there and, and stay on the mats. And um, sometimes I feel like my jujitsu shit. And Yossi, what you said, sometimes I'm like, do I even know? If I, like, <laughs> I might, if I don't go to jujitsu for a couple of days and I'm just like, man, I forgot, or this is better when, um, uh, uh, Miguel, Mike, you know, Michael, you guys have both met Miguel. I think he's at schools where they use like, like the John Danaher, uh, uh, Ashigarami. Like they, they use all of like, they try to use the traditional words. Not my school. My school is just like, um, the other day my coach named something, the double whopper. The double whopper. The double whopper. I'm like, it's basically what Gordon okay. Ryan, does, right? Yeah, but that's the thing is like, we don't use. Again, he's a he's a cyborg black belt. He knows his shit. He's fucking good, and he just comes up with these random names. It's a little bit more because he get he comes up with these clever names for the kids class, and then they we we have so many parents that train and are there to watch their kids. We have a very like family oriented school. Like, if your kid is on the mat and you come and hang out, they're gonna get you on the mat. Like we have a huge female presence. Sometimes there's more women there than men. And uh, so the other day he called something the double whopper, which is basically like mounted and you got both of your arms and you're basically almost got like, I've got both your arms over your face and I'm going to sit straight jacket. I got, I got high mount. High mount. High mount. See, high mount. You called it a straight jacket. He named it the double whopper. So like sometimes I go, I'm listening I'm to like. <laughs> Sometimes I'm talking to people and I'm like, I don't know what show, like explain the move. Don't just tell me the name because my school, we just don't use those names. It's just, we have all these weird different names that I know other schools don't have. That's the thing about like when you go to fucking tournaments and the other coach is coaching, he's going, do the the fucking tour de France. (laughs) You know, I'm like, fuck, what the fuck is he going to do to my guy? (laughs) I I think that's like a big Eddie Bravo thing, right? That was like the 10th Planet guys, right? They just... He had he wanted to name every position so that he could yell them out during UFC fights, right? And be like, right. and and they would understand it, and the other guy wouldn't know. But not right. just the move, but the position, right? Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. So you like I, lockdown, I just started getting into the vaporizer by Eddie Bravo, which is like a fucking like heel hook, ankle lock, knee crank, calf slicer, all in one. Definitely look it up. It's I, the I uh, are you like? Fucking love that leg shit. Leg over that, like leg over your shoulder. You're in the lockdown. Hoyler. You did to Hoyler Gracie. Yeah, that's the one he so, did to Hoyler Gracie in the second fight. You so, got lockdown, uh, you throw him over, and then you kind of do like an invert, like a, you roll, do a forward roll, and then the leg is, you triangle your legs, and that fucking leg is just dangling right there. You just grab the yeah. toes. Okay, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Um, it was pretty gnarly. So, so <laughs> um, I, what what is what is Eddie called? So my coach calls that the... Let, when I have the lockdown and the guy's leg over my shoulder, a stoner control from rest from wrestling that they call that the banana split, right? Does right? It could be. It could be. <laughs> we call, my coach calls it the pee pee splitter. 
So again, <laughs> if you're throwing out names, if you're throwing out names in my it, like, I thought you was about to say he calls the Big Mac. I was like, well, you got like, a lot of different crazy names, bro. <laughs> he calls it the pee pee splitter, uh, 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 the electric chair, right? Eddie calls it yeah. the electric chair, sure. right? So, and then the electric chair, electric chair sweep, and, and what have you. But my coach just always called it. A pee- I called it when I was doing it. I just Same called group. it the banana split. I wrestled a little bit. I knew the move, and. um and then he was calling the, the pee-pee splitter. I'm like, so then in my school, like half the guys call it banana split, half the guys call it the pee-pee splitter. And then people that are a little bit more advanced know that it's Eddie, Eddie's electric chair. So Imagine coaching someone and being like, pee-pee splitter! Wait a minute. I've got to be honest. It's probably been, my coach has probably yelled that out at, at a competition. My coach has probably yelled pee-pee splitter at, at a competition. I, I'm pretty sure. He just grabs his nuts like, no, you will not rip my pee I, I, I go into it. It's, I call it a calf slicer sweep. A calf slicer? Okay. If so, you- I mean, the way I got it taught, like, I'll make him j- get his leg on, on top of my shoulder. But at the same time, then 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 I bring his foot through and I fucking lock it in a, a lockdown with his leg stuck in a fucking calf slicer. And I can mm. sweep with the calf slicer because you have to follow your leg. I got Ouch. it from hell. <laughs> Go All right. figure. All right. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to move to, um, I want to ask this question because uh, not only I think is it an interesting question, but one of our listeners, Roberto Santiago, is actually the guy, he he always used to be like, you got to get Kurt, Kurt, he loves you, Kurt. So he just like followed you, loves you. He's older guy like me. He's he's I, I think he's a fifty plus. Loves your 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 move of the week, and was always like I know I've met him. He's local. I've met him. Uh, I've had his coaches on, and now I'm like friends with his coaches and stuff like that. And he was always just like gotta have Kurt on, gotta have Kurt on. And I'm like fine. I'm like all right. I go. Kurt Osiander isn't gonna answer my fucking Instagram message to come on the show, and you did, and you did. Well, <laughs> you know, you. you I don't have like, people that do it for me. Yeah, no, but you know, like a guy, you know, I, I was like, you know, it's, it's Kurt Os, you're Kurt Osiander. You are. It's just like, is, this, is he really gonna be like, yeah, let no, me do your podcast, buddy? No, there's no management team back here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm positive. So. Shout out to Roberto for at me. I guess uh, did we have Yoshi on? We had Kurt on first, or Yoshi? Do you remember? We had Kurt on first. I think we had Kurt on first, and we had Yoshi now. Okay, obviously back together. So and I have an awesome coffee cup. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, did you did you both get one right? We sent you. I sent you one, Yoshi. Awesome, cool. Yeah, and it's a big uh, coffee cup. It's a good <laughs> I sent you guys the big ones. So. <laughs> So I, I'm going to do a long story short here. Uh, Roberto's uh, is about to have some sh- soldier sh- surgery, and he knows he's going to be out. Uh, and ultimately, his question was, "Get his what, labrum." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, well, let me read it. So it said, "Kurt, you recently underwent hip replacement surgery and other procedures." Uh, and by the way, he's a uh, he's a uh, uh, a news guy. He's written a book. You know, he's uh, he helped get us into the Sun Sentinel. Uh, he knows lots of reporters and things like that. Awesome dude, super supportive. We love him. Cool. So he says, uh, next month I have to get my right shoulder replaced. It's arthritic, bone on bone with spurs, and I cannot lift my arm without pain. I I have that problem too, I think. Uh, yes, I got a second opinion from another highly respected orthopedic surgeon. I know the rest of the physical therapy is key to recovery, but what advice would you have for a 59-year-old grappler like me 
to safely return to the mats and train. The second part of the question is, what would I... Well, let, let's answer the first part. Let's, let's answer that. What Fuck. would a guy his age do I to safely there. return? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I'll let you know when I get there. All right, yeah, you're there. And I'm still, like, healing up, and it's, like, been, like, you know, like, six months for one and, like, three months for the other and stuff like that, so... I'm just hoping that they don't fall off, you know, and I'm, I'm just now I'm like using the, the cane a lot less. And so, you know, and then I, I teach as much as possible and I try to move as natural as possible as, as I know the moves, like, like I, I, I know them, you know, correctly and totally technically sound. So like you, part of his question is like, hey, you know, he's like, what should I tell my professor and fellow students? And I was talking to Bo about this before, and I'm just like. Yes, yes. <laughs> now when he goes back and he does all his rehab and stuff, he has to only train with really good guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. People he trusts. Yeah. Only good guys. Nobody, no crude, you know, beast that uh, will do, uh, un, you know, unless he's gonna, unless he wants to do that. And then do a, a straight game to them and like dominate them and, and and control the whole mechanism, right? But otherwise, he, he should only train with really good guys because really good guys know how to let you go. They know when you are stressed and when to let you go, you know, and stuff like that. So that's what I would. I lo- that's what I would. I love when like a white belt or a blue belt is like, "Hey, man, my shoulder hurts." You know, so then we'll get ready to roll, and I'll be like. Which shoulder was it? And then, like, I'll pretend I'm gonna just only go after that shoulder, and then like, <laughs> <laughs> what a dick! <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what shoulder was that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. All right. Let's go. So, okay, we're gonna do. Uh, I, we've we've done this with you both, but let's uh, let's get some uh, some answers. Uh, this is called the drill down. It's my the, our sound effects. <laughs> I liked it. So these questions are for both of you. Each one, we've got about six or seven questions here. So, gi or no gi? What's your preference? We'll go. We'll go left to right. Kurt, I like them both. Yeah. No preference. Well, I'm really good at both yeah. of them, so I don't care. <laughs> Yoshi, you're a gi guy, right? I'm a gi guy. You're I'm a gi guy. guy. I do, do train no gi when I have to, but if I had a choice, I'd be in pajamas all day. <laughs> Takedown or pull guard? Takedown. 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 Now, this is a newer one. I don't think we had this when we interviewed you guys last time. Music during rolling, yes or no? Sure. It just can't be really high volume. Otherwise, you can't hear the other people screaming. <laughs> What's your go-to, Kurt? What do you want if you're you're controlling the uh, we'll call it the iPod? I'll put on the, I'll the do iPhone. like white white zombie, or I'll put on corn, or I'll put on Pantera. Yeah, you know, non-violent music <laughs> <laughs> or Slayer. <laughs> what about you, Yoshi? What's your go-to? You're controlling uh, the I dial. EDM and West Coast hip hop. So one of those two. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I like Catch that. That's... So shout out to everyone who, who raves. <laughs> now, who are your? Fr- uh, we'll go. We'll go both of you. Um, we talked about it a little before. How much do you guys watch? Do you watch 
jiu-jitsu? Other, not just like videos. Are you into watching competitions? You know, you're into watching the WNOs and the fight to wins, you know, even or even IBJJF competitions. Yeah, I watch them like when they're on and it's convenient. You got any favorites? Who who do you like to watch? (laughs) Do you you tune in for anybody specifically like uh, like, oh, this guy? I I watch I watch the the flow grappling one where (laughs) Gordon Ryan dominated everyone and then fucking. Is like calls it <laughs> fucking like smack fucking Galvan around like he was a small bug and um isn't and it crazy he, he makes you look like you don't even know jujitsu it's but he's just doing such a tight basic game of jujitsu that's just like really refined and that's all it is it, he's just like he's moving very 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 tightly and very slow and that's why the guy doesn't get away from him. And then when he, the guy does try to get away, he fucks himself up and goes into another fucked up place. I was so I was. I really you. like it. I, I think it's because Danaher is is such a fucking stud, and that's all I've ever heard ever since I started jujitsu is that that Danaher was like super technical. And then like my my buddy uh, Nino Chambry came to the United States and then hung out there with Danaher. And he goes, Kurt, do you know Danaher? And I'm like, no. And he's all, fuck, that guy's really good. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. You never trained with him back in the day? No, I've never trained with him, ever. fuck? I trained with Nino a bunch of times. Yeah. He always had one part of me. (laughs) To your point about the way that that he, you know, he stays tight, my first coach used to tell me, he goes, just, it was simple, but he said, space is bad, right? When you're the attacker, Space is bad, and I tell that to guys now when I train with them. You know, they're they they give you so much space. I'm like, what do you do? You need to, you know, I'm gonna pull guard. You need to be tight on top of me, hold my legs. You should you should be in some type of control position. And I just remember that space is bad. You know, for the attacker, space is bad. Space is great for me if I'm trying to get away from you and and run for my life, right? So I think yeah. that's his thing. He gives you zero space. It's just like a wet. I think uh, uh, Miguel calls it the wet blanket. Attack, you know, sure. he's literally like a freaking wet blanket. Just how do how do you get this guy off of you? He makes his grips yeah. and his weight distribution. I think his weight placement is like something that you really can't like really feel or see on camera that well. But like, it's just always in the perfect place. You can place tell the right that time. the guy is immobilized. You yeah. can tell. It's crazy, man. Crazy. Um, let's go to ultimate goal. Kurt, what is your ultimate goal in the world of jujitsu? Um, I like to, I, I, like, I like to add in like what would your legacy be? What do you want your legacy to be? Uh, that I was a good teacher, pretty good competitor, cool person. That's about it. You know what? What else do you want? Yeah. I don't want millions of dollars. Funny motherfucker. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, none of that stuff. <laughs> Yoshi, tell him how good of a teacher he was. Oh man, amazing! Is, not was. I'm sorry. Is I use this shit all the time, like all the time. All of his fucked up names: Trash Compactor, Animal Planet, Inquisition. Um, <laughs> there you go. He got a bunch of code names too. Like, bro, <laughs> I hit all these moves all the time. Still today, you know, like all the time. Amazing. That's amazing. awesome. That's awesome. And, and Yoshi, I know you're. Um, I think you know. All both of you, your stuff is amazing. I've watched it since I started training. 
ultimate goal, Yoshi, you know, you have this, that you, you find yourself in a strange place that I don't necessarily think you plan to be in. Like your shit yeah. just started to take off. I, I don't know if there was a, a method to your madness. You started Not to put really. out these videos. <laughs> what, what do uh, you, what do you short want? Short-term goal. Yeah. I would love to travel more. I've never, ha I've never done a seminar ever yet. So that would be like a milestone to like do a seminar. I've never done one yet. Um, just travel more, spread jujitsu and like ultimate goal, just like, uh, build up the next generation, you know, give back to the community. I'm doing that with the university of San Francisco students. We got one black belt getting ready for nationals. And it's just mm -hmm. like, I want to, I want to build these kids up and see them take over the world. You got to add that little, uh, you know, for seminars, contact me email and it'll, ha I mean, right. You're not telling people like, um, do you tell people, Hey, I'm available for seminars. You certainly not, not I think really. you're putting it out on your social media. <laughs> yeah. I'm available for seminars. Kurt's available for seminars. Get at us. Are you guys yeah. available for seminars together? That would be killer. You said it'd be possible. Yeah. <laughs> you got to put it out there. I uh, I tell people, you know, I own a marketing company. That's my day job. And I'm like, if you're not telling people that it's available, you know, yeah, you might get somebody to be like, hey, are you available? But you just got, they'll see it on your social media and go, oh shit. Yeah, oh really? Let me, let me hit them with that email, you know, add a link tree, add all your shit, you know, all that. You I can don't know. either, you can either be close to the fire or you can make the fire. There you go. There you go. I like that. Right. I like that. So the big one, again, I know some of these questions we actually last time, but if people are just listening to this episode and didn't listen to the previous, which they should go back and, and find both of your individual episodes. The big question that we like to ask, and it's caused a lot of controversy here amongst our friends. We think it's kind of funny. Kurt, do you wash your jiu-jitsu belt? No. Period. You do not wash your jiu-jitsu belt. Don't wash the Mercer. The Mercer out of the jiu-jitsu belt. Now we know why you got Mercer. <laughs> you can take it and you can put it in a little hand wipe if you need to wipe it off. You uh, get a little squeamish. I don't whatever. know. Whatever. No, I never washed any of my belts. I washed myself. I washed my gi. Like, Fucking every time I train and three times a day if I can. Yeah. Yoshi. Uh, Not all the time. If it's really stinky and I let it sit on my wet gi and it's in the laundry room, maybe like maybe once every few months, but very rare. Okay. Uh, no. But if it's, if it is stinky, if it is stinky, it will I take will your secret powers away. I will watch that shit. Maybe that's why I suck. <laughs> All right, guys. You guys, uh, any shout outs that you want to give? Uh, any sponsors you want to, you know, thank? This is your time. Show your old kimonos. There you go. Yeah. Shout out to Kurt, Half Gracie, all the people, Mike Morell, Kevin O, all, of, all my instructors. I appreciate and love you all. Very cool. All right, guys. Don't hang up. I'm going to come take a picture. You know, we do the picture, so we do some promo stuff. Well, Just can I get the crossbow? give me like two minutes. Yeah, whatever you got, whatever awesome. you want to bring on. But thank you guys. We really appreciate you doing this, man. Oh shit! <laughs> Just hold, hold that in the background. But again, I really appreciate you guys doing this. Thank you so much. I appreciate you reaching out. Look, you guys are always welcome here. Let's do it again. And as always, if you're ever in South Florida, please come in. We do it. You know, do it in the studio. It's a different vibe, and uh, be cool to have you guys down here if you're ever down this way. Okay. All right. Hang on a second. Thank you guys. Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box has now joined the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. The BJJ box is delivered to your door filled with premium jiu-jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. The crew at the BJJ box find the best in the world of jiu-jitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost.
Each box includes four to seven items you're going to love. Visit thebjjbox.com and use code JJD10 to get $10 off your very first box. And give them a follow on Instagram at thebjjbox. Neutral Zone is combat family owned, so they know you need to keep yourself and your equipment clean. They created Neutral Zone clean wipes and sprays for just that purpose. Neutral Zone products are formulated to reduce the risk of bacterial and fungal infections. Whatever's making you sweat, weight training, rolling on the mats, yard work, or just working around the house, Neutral Zone clean wipes and sprays can make you feel and smell refreshed. Use code JJD to get 15% off your online order at NeutralZoneClean.com. While you're there, sign up for their newsletter to receive the latest info and updates on product launches like their new shower gel and soap bar coming soon. Are you neutral zone clean? Special thank you to the crew over at Flow and Roll for all their support. Flow and Roll is renowned for their incredible nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow and Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowenroll.com to check out their awesome designs and while you're there, pick up a jujitsu dummy signature tee exclusively at flowenroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or gis with code JJD. All right, man. Very cool. Thank you again to Kurt and Yoshi. Pretty awesome. They're very. Uh, they're good together. Yeah, we were just saying we kind of took Dude. a we took a tiny break there, and we said it's there's like a there's a very cool dynamic between the two of them. Coach, student, father, son, and then there's this equal friend thing going on. Yeah, it's just super cool. Yeah, between us. I think uh, very good energy. We just said it, but I think uh, it'd be cool to see them doing some seminars together. Hell yeah! You know, old little old school, new school. And they should you know? do videos. They should do some videos yeah, together. Been, well, they've been, they, they've been doing they've been doing videos. They've been put, they put out a couple. They, they just have um, a good good energy yeah, together. Absolutely, really nice. So uh, let's uh, shout out to Miguel. I hope he's feeling better, and uh, hopefully he'll be back next yeah, week. Yeah, just pull that damn tooth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of teeth issues lately. Okay. Uh, check us out for all the ways to watch, listen, and support at Jujitsu Dummies. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, our YouTube and TikTok are at Jiu-Jitsu Dummies Podcast. I'm Uncle Milty BJJ on Instagram. At B-A-D-W-E-R-K-S. All right. Very cool, everybody. Thank you for watching and listening. Peace, love, Jiu-Jitsu, baby. Oh, you almost said us before we were supposed to say us, didn't you? <laughs> I almost did, too. I'm like, wait, peace, love, Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Thank you. <laughs>